This is Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and hockey come to talk. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another Leafs Weekender. I'm your host, Dylan, and as always, I got Mr. Pete the Heat over here. How are you doing, Pete? I'm doing well. I'm coming off uh, my fifth game of the season. Uh, I'm 5-0 at Leafs games this year, guys. So I don't know. I might have to go to more, maybe a couple playoff games, because I can't lose when I go to these games. But uh, are, I got the, the new you aren't quite Sorry? the heater. I said you yeah, are I am on quite the heater. Yeah, Pete's on a heater um, right now. Yeah. First of all, James couldn't be in today. He had something serious that he had to take care of. And before we get to our special guest, as always, our podcast is brought to you by Boxing Rock Brewing Co.'s Puck Off Lagerdale, the big beer for the big game. We have a very special guest, a reoccurring guest, Dave McCarthy from Sirius XM, how's it going? It's going great, boys. That beer sounds very good. I, uh, I'm i always looking to be made a fan of new beers, so I might have to try that one out. Yes, it's no, it's Nova, from Nova Scotia, so uh, we might have to ask James to uh, ship some to you. Are you guys in Nova Scotia right now? No, we are not. So, yeah, James, James is, and uh, the company is there from Nova Scotia. We're both from Ontario. I'm from Ajax. He's London. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no good parts of Ontario, and oh, yeah. as is uh, as is uh, out east there in the Maritimes. I uh, I know a handful of folks from out east, and I have to tell you, every single person I know from the Maritimes, great people. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's a it, it's a great place to visit too. Um. So the week that was, we were two zero and one. We won against the Pens. OT loss against the Devils and a solid dub against the Sabres. We are 6-1-2 on the month. Uh, first off, the Pens. We had a solid, solid game against the Pens, 5-2. Uh, big dub for Matt Murray in his first game back. Uh, Dave, what, what were your thoughts on uh, Matt Murray's first game back? Well, I think... The week at large for Matt Murray has been really successful. I think he's looked uh, comfortable. He's looked confident. Um, each morning when I go to bed and wake up the next morning, he's still in a position to be able to play. Um, so, so that's a positive. And, um, you know, I, I thought after the way the season went, like you could not have written it, how shall I say, Everybody would have seen that coming, right? It just came a lot yeah. sooner than we all would have thought. Like yeah. second morning skate of the year, you're already hurt, you're out for months. Um, that was not ideal. And it really played into the, the, the cliche and the stereotype of Matt Murray, guy constantly hurt. And he shows up here, he right away hurt. Um, so that was not ideal. But um, this week, coming back into the lineup, he's played – you know, every other night, like he's gotten a starters group, so to speak. We'll see what happens on uh, on Monday against the Islanders. But he's he's been available. He's 
played well. Um, I thought that, quite frankly, the way he played against New Jersey was the only reason why the Leafs were able to get a point. Um, I, I thought it was a really, really successful week back in the lineup for Matt Murray. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and that was our second game this month, I think, against the Pens. Uh, one and one on the month against them. Uh, the Devils. We had a tough OT loss to them, but will the Devils ever lose? It, se- it seems like they're on quite the heater right now. Uh, Pete, what, what do you what do you think about that one? You can't you can't beat this team. They they look fast. They're getting good goaltending, and they're just putting the puck in the back of the net. I mean, what are they now? Twelve games in a row. Yeah, twelve games in a row. That's unbelievable. I I don't think a lot of people had this team to to do very well at the beginning of the season. I didn't, but I love I love what I see so far. They they look good and good for them to. I mean, what are they first in the book? In their division, so good for them. Love to see it. Absolutely, Dave. Do you uh, do you think the Devils are ever going to slow down here? Well, they'll, they'll lose again. Uh, yes. Believe it or not, Correct. at some point this season. But they're for real. Um, mm. I said on my show this morning, my my decision desk has called it with only twenty five percent of the polls reporting. You can mark it down in pen. The Devils are making the playoffs. They're a real team. Like I was a little bit. I was a little bit. Um, cautious as well in terms of how I I assess them. I wanted to see them in person for a full game before I really came to a decision. And and then after seeing them on Thursday and talking to some folks there in the morning, this team, everything that they are putting together is is sustainable. Mm-hmm. See what happened in the past and like there was a lot of pressure coming into the year for the Devils, right? We, we knew that that was the case based on the fact they lost two games and right away the fans were, were chanting, fire Lindy. Um, <laughs> you know, you can only accumulate quality young players for so many years and keep telling everybody about how good they are until eventually you, you actually have to see something, right? Yeah. You can't just keep accumulating great, theoretically great young players and then by American Thanksgiving, or as they call it in America, Thanksgiving, um, have season over with, right? Like like Ottawa, right? Like it's it's yeah. it's an issue. And New Jersey was sort of in that position. They needed to take a step forward this year, and they have done so. But what I've seen out of New Jersey, you guys were bang on. They they played with pace. They played with purpose. They were on top of the puck immediately. They gave nobody any time and space when they got the puck. They were having it right away. They were forcing turnovers. They were getting it back. They were playing with it. Um, all of that is really impressive. In their own end, they were sound. And and I think the first few years of that group with the Heishers and the Hughes and the Brats and all that, those guys were playing score goal, not yeah. hockey. And there's a difference there, right? Like you come into the league with a lot of talent and all of that, and you run around, you try and score a goal. Well, that's nice. And you might score some goals and then you'll lose a lot of games six, five. Um, and then you won't make the playoffs. So that's the evolution of a young team that, that needs to happen. And that is what has happened this year. And I was talking to a veteran that the devils brought in over the off season and, and said, look, he said, look, my fit, I wanted to come into a place where one, I saw a lot of potential. Two, I saw a fit for myself. And and, and three, um, he said, 
a group that needed some some experience yeah. and, and and some wisdom. Um, and he said, I've spoken up multiple times throughout the room. He said, I, I've been around a long time. I'm not going to say who it is. But he said, I've been around a long time. He said, I understand there's guys looking for contracts, all of the, the, the games within the game, so to speak. But he said, the message that I've constantly been preaching with this Devils team is that, look, okay, you know, maybe instead of getting 80 points this year, you get 65. And we all do good and we make the playoffs. And it's amazing how much better everybody looks when you get two points at the end of the night rather than three points individually and lose. Um, and, and that's what's happened right now. And he said, look, I've, I've been asking some of the, the other guys, the older young players, so to speak, that have been here before. Like, am I overdoing it here? Are guys listening to my message or is it falling on deaf ears? And he said, what I've been told is, no, guys are saying, keep going, man, because this, this is really getting through to the group. And, and, and you see it now. It, they're, they're sound in their own end. They're taking care of that. And then they get the puck. And then it's go. But before it was just, you know, the hell with our own end. And we'll try. And then before you know it, you've given them a go. So this this is a team that, um, you know, Nico, Nico Heischer was telling me after the game, look, the message from the coach staff, the message from the vets that have been brought in, well, now it's having success. Now guys are winning. Now we're having fun. Now you want to show up to the rink. Now it's on a slag to show up to the rink. Now we want to get even better. Now we really want to zero in our game. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's that's what's happening right now with, with New Jersey. And and what I'll, I'll lastly say about the Devils is that, look, they were like, what, 30 points out of the playoffs last year? They used seven goalies. Like, you and I were next on the on Tom Fitzgerald's list of guys yeah. to call. So sometimes it's, you know, nobody likes to use it as an excuse, but it's a reason sometimes, right? So mm-hmm. maybe if they had had adequate goaltend, they would have been like 10 or 15 points out of a playoff yeah. spot. And right. then you take another step this year and you're in the mixer. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Last year, you know, they couldn't get a stop to save their lives, and now they are. So you're getting a big jump, but maybe it's not quite as surprising as, as it seems on the surface. So, yeah, this, this team is for real. They're making the playoffs. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to get carried away, but if they continue to grow throughout the year and trend, like, they could do some damage. This is a really, really good young team. Dave, you mentioned. You mentioned the goaltending. What are your thoughts on that? Like, is Vitek Vanacek good enough to to carry these guys on a run? Like, I don't. I, who are their other goalies? Mackenzie Blackwood and Jonathan Bernier. Like, is this? Well, Bernier is not playing this year. Akira Schmid is their third guy. Mm. Mackenzie Blackwood is is really the guy. Yeah, that needs to like he's Matt Murray from a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, like, he's injured. He, he's constantly hurt, and um. You know, it's it's not his fault per se, but you know, there's just some guys that are constantly unavailable, and like Freddie Anderson starting to become that in Carolina as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. where like he got banged up in practice a week and a half ago, ten days ago, whatever it was, and Rod Brindamore was asked like, "Well, what happened?" And he literally was running. I don't know. <laughs> so like, what that means is, like, if you're a head coach. Like, it gets to the point where you are just so tired of oxygen being sucked out of the room, dealing with, can the guy play or not? Yeah. Um, so, Mackenzie Blackwood's kind of in that in that position now because he's he's constantly hurt. When he's, when he's healthy, he's been pretty good, but he's never healthy. So, was smart on Tom Fitzgerald's part to bring in a guy like Vanishek. He's played well. Absolutely. Um, I, you know, 
no, he's not Andre Vasilevsky. No, he's not Igor Shosturkin. But, you know, most guys aren't. But no. can he be a, um, a slightly above average goalie with the system that they're playing if they play as defensively soundly as they have as a group? Yeah. I mean, they're basically asking him to stop the ones you, you should make, uh, mix in one every now and again that you shouldn't, and we'll be fine. I think he can, I think he can play that level of goal. He's not going to be good enough if they rely on him to make 45 stops tonight like the Rangers did for Shosturkin early last year. But they're not asking him to do that right now. So in the meantime, yeah, I think he's going to be just fine. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I see the New Jersey Devils as like a, a team that's taking that next development, de- developing stage in their in their team. Uh, like the, those young guys, I noticed their speed on the ice and they're making that that big of a difference now out there um now do you do you see jack being that game changer with new jersey or do you see him just being more of a team player this year well see here's here's the thing about jack hughes right like the veteran that i was talking to you know he said to me straight up like ultimately the end of the day if we're going anywhere this year it's on the back of jack hughes right like it's on the back of nico Heischer. It's on the back of Jesper Bratt. They're the guys that are going to carry us where we're going to go or not. So, yes, they have to be a game changer. But part of being a game changer in the National League and playing winning hockey is, is, is not just scoring a goal. It's doing all of the things that, that Jack Hughes has been doing this year. It's when you don't have the puck. Because believe it or not, like most guys don't have the puck for most of the game. If you, the best players have the puck for like a minute at most, what yep. are you doing when you're on the ice for 20 minutes? What are you doing the other 19? Right? Yep. So it's all the things that he has been doing, hounding the puck when he doesn't have it, getting in good defensive position, um, making sure he's not cheating for offense. So, you know, say game changer. I think a lot of people say, well, that means is he going to get a hundred points and, and 45 goals? Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, but, yep. He doesn't have to. He can get 75 points, and they can be a quality team that that wins games. You know, it's the old story of Scotty Bowman back in the day when he went to Steve Eiserman in the mid-'90s and said, look, do you want to be a guy that gets 120 points every year and, and we finish out of the playoffs, or do you want to get, like, 75 to 85 um, and we'll go on long runs? Like, it's up to you. What do you want to do? And he made the right choice. So yeah, that's the thing. Like, Look, skill is important, right? Like you gotta have skill if you're if you're gonna win anything. That's goes without saying. But you gotta use it within the context of of a, of a team game. Otherwise, you're just out there playing shinny. Yeah. So yeah, can he be a game changer? Absolutely. Does that mean he's gonna get a hundred points? Not necessarily. But can they be a team that wins? I think they can because I I really like the look of that Devils team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Hey, go ahead. Dave, um, just to go back to this game, um, I want to get your thoughts on um, the overtime here. Obviously, Jack Hughes made a great play, um, but he decided to start Tavares in overtime mm-hmm. and be solely on the fact because he felt bad to, to sit him the last overtime. Well, I just want to get your thoughts. No, no, sorry. He didn't feel bad sitting him the last overtime. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact is that when Matthews, Martyr, and Riley have started overtime, they've lost. Right. So, I mean, 
think of it in, in Sheldon Keefe's position, right? Yeah. Like if you're going to keep running out the same group and losing every time, what do you think he's going to hear? You've got to change it up. You can't keep using the same guys. You keep losing. you got to change it up. So now he changes up. They lose again. Oh, I didn't start Matthews. Like, come on. At the end of the day, um, they lost the draw. They never got the puck back. And before you know it, game's over. Well, guess who's coming over the boards next? Not David Kampf, right? Austin <laughs> Matthews. So he tried something else, and it didn't work. No. Um, I don't know. Overtime, to me, is is really a crapshoot. Like, I was talking to John Navarez about it on Friday, I think it was, at practice. And he said, look, yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to figure out what's going on there. And I said, like, yeah, I know you're trying to figure it out, but, like, how much time do you devote to it? Or is it really just one of those things that, like, you've got talent, they've got talent, uh, you go out there, and we'll see what happens. Like, yeah. would, we, would we be surprised if the next four games that the Leafs play in overtime – they win like i wouldn't be right like i think i just really think it is luck at times with three on three so you know it it goes back to the old uh, conversation that i had with joe thornton back in the day and it it has nothing to do with overtime but i I really it it makes sense um i don't know if you guys remember it was to do the first game that nazim kadri was called up to the Maple Leafs when he was still playing for the London Knights and they went through a bunch of injuries and they called him up right out of junior and he played it was a night in February that year and San Jose was in town and and Jumbo took the opening draw against Nas and he he cleaned him out and it was a tough night for Kadri in his first game and and this was I don't know two or three years ago when Jumbo was still in San Jose so I guess it would have been 1920 maybe early 2019 and uh, this was after Nazem had turned into a really good shutdown center in the league, right? And I said, uh, you know, do you remember, maybe it was 2018. I don't know, one mm-hmm. of those years. And I yep. think Kadri was still with the Leafs at the time. In fact, he was for sure. That's why I asked. And, and I said, do you remember that? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's, I kind of remember that. He's like, did I win the draw? I'm like, oh, you cleaned him out. He's like, oh. And I said, you know, what do you make of his transition now into becoming a really good shutdown center? Like, what's one thing you really hate when you're going up against um, another quote-unquote shutdown center? Because this was when Jumbo was still, like, a really good player. And he's like, ah, I don't know. Like, I get what you're saying, but, like, like some sometimes I go out there and, and I win and and sometimes the other guy goes up against me and, and he wins. And uh, I, I don't know. When I lose the draw, that that's what I really hate, he told me. Because, you know, I'm old. And if I lose the draw, then I got to spend the whole rest of the shift trying to get the puck back. And by then I'm tired. I got to get off the ice. I didn't get a chance to score. So, like, in a way, like, he, he's basically saying, don't, don't overthink sometimes. Sometimes yeah. you win. Sometimes they win. And I think some, obviously, like, strategy is required. But in overtime... To me, it's, all it's, not like the, it's, it's a bit of luck, right? It's not like the yeah. Leafs are putting out a bunch of pigeons. They're <laughs> putting out Matthews, Marner, and Riley, or Tavares, Nylander, and whoever. Mm-hmm. These are good players. But, you know, the other team's putting out Hughes and Serengovich and Dougie Hamilton. They're also good players. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they win and stuff. So, 
yeah, like that that's the thing. And I I I commend Sheldon for trying something different because I think it was time to try something different. It also didn't work out, but you know what? Guess what? If Tavares gets that puck out over the line and Matthews comes on the ice, maybe the Leafs win that game. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Uh, last night, we faced off against the Sabres. That was quite the solid game, top to bottom, and it was quite, quite physical. Matthews even laying out the body. Mm-hmm. Um, Willie's still showing up like no tomorrow. I'm loving the way he's he's been playing um do you think there's anything different go- that willie's doing this year that's uh making him be so successful and putting the puck in the back of the net uh no i really don't um like willie's a really good player and you know there's this misnomer that yeah he doesn't doesn't care quite as much you know he's not running around out there well that's that's not his game um he is is i'll tell you what he's often the first guy on the ice to practice he's often the first guy on the ice of the morning skate this guy works on his craft like no other like really really so the 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 mindset the notion that ah, he doesn't care quite as much because he's not running around and putting people in the sixth row like that that's nonsense you know he doesn't get to the net well look at the shot chart look at where he scores most of his goals from like for real, do it. Like it's it's at the in the the deep slot at the top of the crease, side of the net. He gets to the net as well as anybody on this team. Um, I think he's been very consistent this year, and I'll I'll tell you what with the the oftentimes the evolution of a young player goes like this: you come into the league, you're trying to establish yourself, uh, you have a little bit of early success, and you have a little bit more individual success. Oh, look at us. Now we're in the National League Recruiser, and now we get paid, right? Oh, now I go yeah. out and I get my my car and my my Louis Vuitton bag and, you know, my Prada jacket. And now I'm cruising around. I'm a National Leaguer, right? And then you, you go a couple more years, and you lose, and you lose again. And then, you, then you lose when you really should have won. And now you turn around, and it's like, geez, I'm 25. I've got paid got the fame i've got the accolades but all i do is lose um so then it then it it becomes a situation of appealing to a guy's inner drive and and i think that's where you often see teams take their turn very rarely do teams win within the first year or two of becoming competitive it just doesn't happen very often it comes when you get beaten down time and time and sometimes time again, or like, you know, in Washington's case, like for eight oh. or nine years or 10 years. Um, so I think that's what's happening right now with a guy like, like Willie is that he knows how good he is. And he's, he's a really good, he's going to, he's going to shoot it in the net 40 times this year. He's got that capability. Yeah. Um, but it's like, okay, do I want to shoot it in that 40 times? But I got to do all the rest stuff. Remember the stuff we just talked about, about the devils, but yeah. I don't have the puck and he's doing that really well in his defensive zone right now. And, and because of it, he's been, I think the Leafs most consistent player from start to finish this year, him and John Tavares yep. have been really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the good news is there is that I think Matthews and Marner, they will come. Marner's been good himself. He's got 12 game point streak right now. And yeah. 
And everyone's saying that Matthews is no good this year. He's got 20 points in 18 games. I wish we were all that <laughs> lousy at our jobs. So Me too. it's just that he set his, his standards so high. Yep. Is he going to score 63 this year? Yeah. Maybe not. Might he score 46? <laughs> he probably will. And that'll be just fine, right? So um, I, I just think Willie's at that point in his career now where it's like, okay, I've done all of these things except build my my legacy. And right. the only way you do that is you win. Improve and, it. And I think and I think he's 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 doing everything that, that the Leafs have asked of him um this year. And I think he's having a lot of success because of it. Absolutely. Do you now I have a theory that it might be because of that visor this year. Do you think? Do you think that, or what are your thoughts on that one? What vi? Sorry, what vi? So he tinted his visor this year oh. because of the migraines. So I was. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I yeah, possibly. I don't know. I don't generally read into to too much stuff like that. I mean, that to me is one of those things where you know that's that's between a guy's ears, and no matter what you or I or anybody wants to say, no one's between his ears. He's between his ears. So. Absolutely. You know, do do what you got to do yep. to put yourself in the best position to play your game as best as you can. Absolutely. I don't know what that is. You figure that out. I can't figure it. Do, yeah. And if, if that's part of what he's done, if that's helping him, then 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 good for him. Um, the thing the thing coaches look at, you know, fans, media, like when you're when you're on the ice, maybe fans. Don't, but when you're on the ice, you're 100 percent. Right. Like yep. for real, I, I, you go, you got a little ache here. I don't know. You're on the ice. You're hundred percent. So if you can't play, then that's a different story. But if you're on the ice, you're hundred percent. And he, if, if that's helped him out, good. I'm, I'm glad yep. he's playing. He's playing fantastic this year. And that's good to see. Cause I think he, he's got that capability. He's been, he's such an enigmatic player because the style that he plays is, is not one where it looks like he's he's busting his ass, right? Like because he's so skilled, he is. He, he does, and that's why he's enigmatic. But you know, I don't hear too many people this year saying, "Ah, there's more there to give." I I think he's he's playing to his potential right now. When where when he is is showing up and and grinding it from start to finish, I think he is you know forty goal. 90 point type guy. I, I think that's really what he can get to, Absolutely. if not more. Absolutely. Um, now, yeah, you talked, you talked about Matthews, uh, you know, he has 20 points in 18 games, but I, I, I noticed last night he was, he was even being very, very physical. He, he has some, I don't know if it's a, a grudge against Darlene or what, but uh, he was getting physical against him again. He laid Skinner out. Mm -hmm. um do you do you think this is this season that matthews being a little bit more physical is showing just how much he cares to help the team win and do you think i know i know james has this theory he james thinks that he he should drop the gloves like crosby did like Caves did like mckinnon did uh do you th- do you think this proves that you know he truly does have a lot of heart and he's going well, to try his best absolutely to to win uh 
throughout the season. Yeah, like so that that goes back to what we were saying, right? Like, okay, just because he doesn't drop the gloves and this and that, people suggest, oh, he doesn't care. Like, come on, like, yeah. do, so he does that, he gets in a tilt, and then he 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 screws That's up his wrist. Yeah, and then what's oh, why is he fighting? Well, so like that that situation at the end of the Philadelphia game a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. When people were like, oh, I should have fought. Like, what? No. It was 5-2 or whatever it was with a minute left. And I talked to Mark Giordano, who, like The Rock, came <laughs> out of nowhere. That <laughs> day, which was which was a fantastic response. And they handled it great. Um, and I said to him, like, is there is there protocol in place? Like, have you... If it's the group gone to guys like Austin and Mitch and Willie and be like, okay, if you're in this position, like just don't drop your gloves, someone will come in. He's like, not really, not really. But, you know, people know in this room, oh, you said that I've tried to, to instill this since I came in. He said that if, if the time in the game calls for it, um, you know, someone will, will be there for you. And it, he said right there at 5 2. With a minute left, there's no win for us there as a group We're, to, to have Austin drop his gloves. Like, what's the point? So he either drops his glove and he kicks Travis Konechny's ass. Well, that's nice. And then we still win 5-2. Yeah. Or, or, or Travis Konechny, who's quite frankly sneaky tough, yep. kicks Matthew's ass. Yeah. We still win 5-2, but now Matthew like, is hurt. Yeah. What for? So no, Matthews doesn't need to fight. It, think about it. The guy grew up playing in, in the U.S. National Development Program where there is no fighting. Then he went to Switzerland where there is no fighters. He didn't, he didn't grow up playing in the dub, riding the bus to Red Deer and, yeah. and, and fighting his way out of the barn. I don't even know if he knows how to fight. And there's okay. a skill set to that. Yeah. So let's not be stupid here. We don't <laughs> need Matthews fighting. Can I would I be averse to see him leaning into a guy every now and again, like he did against <sighs> Buffalo on Saturday? No, no, yeah. the guy's, he's built like a condominium. He's a big man. Lean yeah. into a guy. And, yeah. and he, he did that yesterday. And even though he didn't score, I thought he impacted the game. And guess what? Last night, somebody else scored, but maybe, maybe Monday night, it's going to be him that comes up with, with a couple of goals. Um, so I, yeah, I thought his game was fantastic last night. He does not care for Rasmus Dahlin. I know Rasmus Dahlin does not care for him. Yeah, dates back to the the or not the Winter Classic, the um, the the, the, Her the heritage, heritage Heritage Classic. That's right. Um, last year, so you know they got a little Matthew Kachuk, Drew Doughty situation going on there, and that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, if he wants to to use his body um, within the context of the game, I think he should do that. Maybe yeah. a little bit more because he has that ability. He's got a big, um, big frame. You got a huge frame. Do I need to see him drop in the gloves? No, no, I, I don't. And and I'm a guy that thinks there is room and a place for fighting in the game. But if you know, I'm paying a guy eleven and a half to shoot it in the net fifty times a year. It's not the guy that I'm looking for to drop the gloves. Absolutely, P Pete. Did you have a question or no? Um, no, no, I don't. Okay. Um, the Leafs, I think I got, got all that. Oh, uh, Tage Thompson. I know, I know we'll cover this later in the game, but I noticed last night in the, um, the broadcast on Sportsnet, 
people were comparing Tage Thompson to uh, to Mario Lemieux because of his his frame and the way he can move through players. Now, mm. I, I I don't I don't think he's that level of of player yet or even <laughs> at all. But um, what what are your thoughts on Tage and and the comparison to Mario? You know what? I obviously was at the game last night, so I wasn't listening to the broadcast. Um, but now that you say it, man, it makes sense because a couple of times he just he just weaved his way through traffic, not a million miles an hour like McDavid, very plodding in his in his pace, but he just weaved his way through traffic. And I was like, what is this? Like I never <laughs> see any like any move like that. And you know, now that you say Marilyn Mew, that's it's kind of how he played. So wow. in in that, that sense, yes, yeah, I I think that's an apt comparison. Would I say that he is like Mario Lemieux? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's not get carried away. But yeah. um, yeah, just you know, in isolated circumstances, sure. Move yeah, like I very much so. That's a really, I think, good comparison because it's crazy the yeah. development this guy's undergone in the last year and a bit um because when he came over from st louis for like two or three years everyone was like man the blues ever hose buffalo in the ryan o'reilly trade but yeah. you know not anymore like tage thompson turned into a really really good player yeah he did he did it's he, he was like a a draft coming into his own feet there mm-hmm. yeah uh pete take her away with the the week that will be so ladies and gentlemen in the week that we have we have four games we got the islanders on monday we play the devils again this wednesday hopefully we can bounce back we got a minnesota game at 2 p.m this friday which is interesting and then we got the penguins on saturday that will be the third time in a few weeks we play them here so dave let us know what what can we expect to see from the Leafs this 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 week, and what do you think their record will be? Uh, well, look, I'm not in the predictions game, so I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna throw out a prediction. But they've got some good teams coming up. You know, uh, the Islanders have have been better this year. Yep. Um, that's not going to be an easy game. I mean, we've talked about the Devils. I kind of hope New Jersey beats Edmonton on Mo- or I think it's Monday. So that uh, they can they can try to turn it to fourteen against Toronto on Wednesday. It'd be cool Ooh, to see. Just yeah. like you need some of those 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 games built in with some some interest in in November on a Wednesday night. You know what I mean? And if you got a team that is trying to go for fourteen in a row, you know, that, that gives you reason to tune in. So that that would be cool. I kind of hope they beat Edmonton. Yeah. Um, you know, Minnesota is a desperate team right now. They expect to be good. And they've kind of been fighting their way through the first quarter of the year. And at, at 2 p.m., that's a random, I mean, it's American Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. That's why they're, they're playing it too. And then a tough turnaround the next night in in, uh, in Pittsburgh, another desperate team. So, look, I, I think since they came back, Toronto's from California at the beginning of November. I think they're like 6-1-2 now, something yep. like that in November. Um so they've they've been much better, and if they keep playing at that pace, they'll they'll make the playoffs for fun without breaking a sweat. Um, 
and, and I think their game has has trended in the right direction, which is really encouraging to see. Like, you know, remember at the beginning of the year, they played some lousy teams and they let them hang around and they ended up losing those games. Well, you know, they played a, a lousy team on Saturday going through it, having lost seven in a row, and the game was over early, right? Like they they crushed the spirits of Buffalo. They went up three nothing um you know late in the first period there i think it was and and it was game over so that's who the leafs are they're they're more talented than a lot of teams just they got to come out ready to go and if they do you should be able to bury some teams that are not very good and and put the game away early for fun and not make it a competition because i think buffalo essentially i'm not going to say they quit but it was it was game over Right, like the game never felt like it was on the ropes again after Toronto went up three nothing. So that was encouraging to see. It was an easy game to write. I can tell you, I had my piece written by the end of the second period. I put wow. my feet up in the third. <laughs> you know, that was not. I haven't had many of those. Was, was that our first three goal first period this year? Yeah, I, it, I, it must have been. It must have been because yeah. a lot of games have been, you know, one two goal games. So. That was that was encouraging to see, but they'll they'll have to they'll have to play good because these are these are good teams coming up this week. There there are no gimme games. No. Um. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll see if Ilya Samsonov gets back. We'll see if TJ Brody gets back at some point this week. Feel like there could be a potential on both counts that they that they might. Um. You know, and then they're essentially provided no more injuries until that point close to full health, which is a pretty good position to be a quarter of the way through the year, having gone through a bit of adversity, fought through it, and and find themselves in a top three spot in the division. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the good. Pete, we got Murray, who is two one and one so far coming back. Um how do you how do you feel? I know we talked. He's, he's got to be better than that, I think. Oh, oh no, I guess yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's played two, four games. Yeah, he's yeah, two yeah, one yeah. Right, sure. Uh, how are you feeling about his game, Pete? He looks fantastic. I mean, in these last few games, like uh, Dave said, that doubles game, he was one of the reasons why they even had a chance in that game. And last night, I felt like he made some big saves that could have easily flipped the script if um, he let one off in the first there. He looks great. I no complaints with him. Um, it's going to be interesting to see when Samsonov comes back, who's going to take that that the the starting role there. But uh, I the goaltending right now, I have nothing to worry about right now. At least I don't. I, I feel like we look good here. Now, Dave, what what do you think w- will happen uh, when Samsonov comes back? Well, I, I think he'll he'll get some games. I think you'll need somebody to take some games. I think that's what they they brought Samsonov in for because, you know, Murray's a guy that I think at this point, you know, at best, if you can get 50 games out of him, that's going to be a win. So you can't tax him to play 60 plus you'll need Samsonov to play some games. So I think, you know, if, if they play three games a week, you know, I think one guy's getting two, one guy's getting one. And then, you know, the next week, maybe it flips. So I think they're going to split it fairly close just so that you've got both guys up and running 
come the most important time of the year uh, in March and April. Absolutely. Um, the bad, the inconsistent third line. Now, now I, I take this with a grain of salt. I, I think David Camp has been a brilliant, brilliant man. Uh, he did get the player of the game last night from Murray. Um, but it, it's been a little bit inconsistent. It hasn't uh, hasn't showed the points that we've expected at least this year. Um, Dave, what, what do you what are you your thoughts on the on the third line? I know it I know it changes night to night, but um, as for scoring, we don't have too much secondary scoring. So, I, what what are your thoughts on the third line there? Well, I think it's it's going to be an issue is, is secondary scoring. I said at the beginning of the year. Um, everyone's saying, oh, you know, this team is, is the deepest it's been in a long time. I don't see that. If the top four aren't scoring, I don't see too much production coming from the bottom of the lineup. You lose McCabe, you lose Jason Spets. And like these guys were guys that produced. Um, the, the Camp, Austin, Reese, Mulligan line has been, has been fine, I think, in, their, in the role in which they're being used. Yep. Um, the issue is that the Engvall, whoever, Holmberg now, um, Yarncroc line has been equally as, as unproductive. Like Engvall and, and Yarncroc combined for a goal on Saturday, which was good to see, but that was the first time in quite some time. So, uh, yeah, secondary scoring I think is going to be an issue. I think it's something that needs to be addressed prior to the trade deadline because any team that wins, they get contributions from throughout their lineup. I just don't see enough on this group right now to do that. It's an area of, of maybe not concern, but I think one that requires attention um, at, at some point before the deadline. Cause I don't, I don't think the depth is there. Absolutely. Um, now I'm somebody that's very high on, on uh, Nick Robertson, uh, but he's been healthy scratched over the past uh, handful of games. Um, I noticed that he has one less point than Kerfoot in nine less games. Now, Dave, do you think there's a reason why Robertson's out of the lineup? And why haven't they sent him down to the minors to get some of those minutes in so that he's consistently playing? Well, is there a reason he's out of the lineup? Yeah, he's not playing good enough. Uh, why have they not sent him down to the to the Marlies? I don't know the answer to that. I, I think they, they should at this point. I was shocked, quite frankly, that they didn't send him to the Marlies play at the ACC or the Scotiabank, whatever, on uh, Saturday when they played there at 1.30 in the afternoon. Would have made a lot of sense. Could have got him a game. Could have called him back up on Monday if, 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 they, if they must. Um, yep. You got to get Nick Robertson playing, but he's not playing good enough to be in the National League right now. That's that's the issue. Like yep. he he's still playing score a goal at this point in his career, and not and not hockey. Um, that's that's the thing. Like he's not impacting the game if he's not scoring. So that that's sort of the the conundrum that Sheldon Keith Kyle Dubas are facing right now is you know where. Like, where are you going to play him? He's, he's not playing well enough playing the top six. Um, he's not a checker. Um, so what do you do? Oh, yeah. Sheldon Keefe said yesterday that there's a daily conversation about, um, are, you gonna, are we going to get him in today? Are we going to get him in tomorrow? Said he was great in practice on Friday. Okay. 
well, if I'm a young player, kind of, I hear that from the coach. I'm like, well, it must not have been that great because I still sat up in a press box in my suit. Yeah. So I, I think I think they got to send him to the Marlies, quite frankly, and, and let him get some more games under his belt and continue to progress and develop because he hasn't developed well enough yet at this point. Yeah. Um, so he hasn't played well enough to command an everyday job in the NHL. To me, you, you got to be playing some games in the minor leagues to to continue to push forward. Yep, absolutely. Um, now news news around the league. Phil the Thrill has pushed his Ironman to a thousand games. The first to ever do so. Um, Dave. I I don't know. Did you cover the Leafs when he was playing there or no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So what? From that time till now, obviously he's consistently <clears throat> been in the lineup day in day out. Um. You know he has his controversial diet, but uh, we don't we don't need to talk about that. But uh, what? Uh, how? How do you feel about Phil the Thrill uh, making it to a thousand games, and uh, uh, what kind of moment uh, do you think is is this is for him? Oh, I think it's pretty cool to play a thousand games in the league is difficult, let alone a thousand in a row. Nobody's ever done that before. Um, you know, he's a guy that's been very productive for a long, long time. So I think he deserves a ton of credit. You talk to anybody who's played with him; they they love him as a teammate. He cares deeply about the guys in the room. Doesn't care what you or I think. Really, quite frankly, why should he? Um, but at the end of the day, he's got a couple of Stanley Cups. He's, you know, he's been a very productive player for a long, long time. Uh, it's, an, it's an incredible accomplishment what he's been able uh, been able to do. It was quite frankly, it was like playing a thousand games twice. Yeah. He's already hit a thousand. Now he's done a thousand in a row. That's that's pretty special to see. That is true. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, that it was uh, was. There was something that they gave him before the game. I forget. I, I know that it was a trophy, but they also gave him like a, a jacket. A, a jacket. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Of <clears throat> uh, Vegas to do. Um, now Ottawa. They're not having the seasons seasoned that they had hoped. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, where do you think lies the problem here with Ottawa right now? Well, their defense isn't isn't good enough. That's really the yeah. issue. Um, yeah. And really, no more needs to be said than that. That was an area of concern coming into the year. DJ Smith knew it in August when he said, "My blue line is adequate." That is coach speak for "I hate my blue line." I am very concerned, and it is not going to be nearly good enough. And it's proven to be the case. So um, that's been a big because- problem. It's been a big problem for Ottawa, and unfortunately, after kind of winning the off season. You know, they're in a position right now where it's it's essentially season over with already for the Senators. Mm-hmm. Do you think DJ's uh, job is on the line here? Uh, I wouldn't advocate for it, but when you continue to come below expectations, oftentimes the coach is, is the first guy to take the, the fall. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think it's a personnel issue at this point. I just don't think you can win – with the with the six blue liners that they're rolling out there, they're they're wearing Thomas Shabbat into the ground. They don't have appropriate support for him. 
you know, it's, it's just not nearly good enough from a personnel standpoint um, on the blue line right now. And they're, they're paying the, they're paying the price because of it. No, I, 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 I beat that drum before the season even started. Their defense isn't good enough. And I, that was a reason why I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs. Um, now, now, do you think this, this hurts um, Ryan Reynolds from buying the team? I don't think it matters. No, no, it, no, it doesn't matter. One so. iota. No. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> Montreal is actually having quite, quite the season. Uh, their top line. I don't know the exact uh, points that they're getting, but uh, Nick Suzuki is, is quite special on that top line. He's proven that uh, he's, he's their number, number one guy. He's leading by example. And he's, he's very deserving of that, uh, that C on his Jersey. Um, <clears throat> what have you noticed from Montreal in, I know it, We've only played one game against them, but uh, from from watching highlights or whatnot, uh, what do you what do you see this team uh, becoming? Well, they've got a lot of quality young players, and they're in a bit of a transitional phase right now. But I think with with the young players that they have, you know, they're kind of I would say like New Jersey, maybe a year or two ago. Like they've still got some growth and some development, but I don't think they're as far off as as some people think, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see. I don't think they're going to be a bottom five team this year. Like I really don't I think there's five teams that are worse than them in the league right now. Um, you know, uh, Arizona, San Jose, Anaheim, Chicago, Chicago, uh, Ottawa, Buffalo. So like, yeah, no, they're not a, a bottom five team. So they may not get a, a top pick like they did this year, but I also don't think that they're as, as far off. Like Caulfield, Suzuki, you know, those are those are really good players. Uh, Caden Gooley on the back end, Arbor Jack guy, good players. Um, yeah, I think this team, if 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 they continue to get some growth and development, you make some savvy moves in the off season, bring in some useful pieces. Now, I think they, their turnaround could be quicker than a lot of people think. Absolutely. Do you, do you think that not getting a top pick this year hurts them in any way? Well, I mean, would you like, I mean, sure. You'd like to get a top pick, but you also don't want your young players to have to, to grind through the muck uh, for, for too, too long either, because that breeds losing. So, you know, no, I think you're going to get a, a pick of some kind. Maybe it's it's 10. There's good players out there. Scout properly. You'd be able to find somebody. You're not going to get Connor Bedard. No. But you got Yuri Stavkovsky. So, you know, you sh- it shouldn't be your goal to finish at the bottom of the league time and time again. That's so, true. you know, I think they've got a good collection of young talent there. And, and now it's just about continuing to develop them um, properly and well and making smart moves around the edges. But I think they're in a position where they can uh, turn it. Like, I don't, it shouldn't be four or five years of devastation in Montreal. Like maybe another year where they're kind of in, in, in rebuild mode, so to speak. But, you know, beyond at the end of next year, it should be time to start to, to try to get themselves back in the mix again, I think. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, uh, I definitely think Martin St. Louis has definitely given that lineup what it needs in the proper development uh, as as a young young team there in uh, Montreal. 
Um, now, Dave, uh, every week we do a Bearded Blue Warrior because of our Boxing Rock sponsor. It's uh, somebody that you think is uh, is deserving to be your quote-unquote player of the week. Uh, it can be, you know, management. It can be a player. It can be uh, whoever you, you really think uh, in the Leafs organization. So uh, with that being said, obviously today's uh, episode is brought to you by Boxing Rock Brewing Co. It's Puck Off Lagerdale. So, uh, Pete, who is your uh, Bearded Blue Warrior? I'm going to have to go with Matt Murray. Just love the way he's been playing for us so far. As long as he stays healthy, he, he's just he's going to be a rock back in our net here. And I just, yeah, he's my Bearded Blue Warrior of the week. Awesome. Dave, who's your Bearded Blue Warrior? I'll go with Mitch Marner. Uh, 12, uh, 12 straight games with points. You know, that's uh, pretty darn good. You know, only one Leaf uh, before him has points in 12-plus games or more. So um, he's doing a lot to impact the game right now in a positive fashion. So I'll go with Mitch Martin. Awesome. Good one. Good one. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Willie. He's he's playing consistent uh, and definitely putting that puck in the back of the net. Uh, Well-deserving of the Bearded Blue Warrior this week. Uh, now, Dave, obviously, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Uh, before you go, uh, where can everybody uh, find you on socials or uh, where, where they can where can they listen to you? Well, Sunday brunch every uh, Sunday, shockingly, right, in the name yeah. of the show there, at 11 a.m. Yeah. Eastern on NHL Network Radio and uh, on NHL.com. A lot of coverage uh, with the Leafs and, and throughout the NHL. Awesome. awesome. Uh, again, thank you very much for coming on. Uh, Thanks, we really appreciate it. Um, I'm sure we'll have you uh, come on again. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. See you. Uh, as always, guys, this is the Leafs Weekender. Have a good one.